You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Spotify, on Himalaya, on Google Play, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show... For fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. The offseason, and OTAs and minicamp, technically part of the offseason, has wrapped up for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, there is no minicamp today. Usually minicamp is three days, but the Packers went two days of actual practice and are having an undisclosed uh, team-building exercise, usually, Uh at, at time of recording, don't know what that is. So the offseason has wrapped. So the football discussions, by and large, until training camp, you know, we're going to be able to have them, but we're not going to be able to talk about anything that's going on currently in terms of what the players are doing. Now, there is certainly going to be room for us to talk about this season. Uh, what we're not going to talk about today is something that we are going to talk about eventually, and that's some things that went wrong last year that have to get better. And we're going to, we're going to talk about those things in the run-up to training camp. One of those things is first down defense for the Packers, and, and specifically first down passing. They were the worst team in football last year on first down passing defense. Why does that matter? We're going to talk about it next week. It's called a tease. So... <laughs> Hopefully, you will be around and listening to that. Today, we're going to talk about two main things. One is the secondary and how it is shaped up with Kevin King sidelined with the Packers medical staff being conservative with him. And in the second part of the show, we're going to talk about the integration of the running back position and how this offense is going to look different in that way than it has in previous years. But let's start with that secondary discussion. We talked a little bit about Josh Jones yesterday, and I think we've we've really gone in deep on what Darnell Savage is going to bring to this unit. We've talked about what Adrian Amos is going to bring to this unit. We haven't really discussed at length the cornerback group, and this is a perfect segue into that, I think, because Kevin King has been sidelined. And if you go back to last year, Packers draft Jair Alexander in the first round. They draft Josh Jackson in the second round. They sign Tremont Williams. Kevin King still solidifies himself as the top corner in training camp. And one of the reasons he did that, and one of the ways he did that, was he went up against Devontae Adams every day in practice. And they had some intense battles, some intense matchups. And he got to go against one versus one. So he got to go against Devontae Adams, but he also got to go against Aaron Rodgers. He got those number one reps against a number one receiver, 
and a number one quarterback, and not just any number one receiver, but Devontae Adams, one of the best in the game, and not just any quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. So Kevin King is not really heavily involved in practice this offseason so far. That means Jair Alexander is getting those same reps. And when we, we saw him last year, there were times when he looked 100% up to the task of covering elite receivers. He was, his coming out party was against the Rams and Brandon Cooks. Just made play after play after play on the ball. That makes some sense. He's a smaller corner. He's speedy. He can run with Brandon Cooks. When he was asked to match up against Julio Jones, he struggled a little bit more. The physicality, the nuance, and although I I still don't think that one of the catches is a catch. Remember, there were two reviews involving catches on J.R. Alexander. He battled. I mean, there's no question he battled. But now he's getting the opportunity to face Devontae Adams in practice. Now, Devontae was not the guy that that he was in terms of being able to practice every day last year because they're being careful with him. But you're still, if you're Jair Alexander, you're still getting to go up against Aaron Rodgers every day in practice as basically the number one corner. That has significant impact on the growth of a young player. You get used to seeing, you know, if you're, if you're a Jets cornerback, let's say, and you're going up against a team that is quarterbacked by Sam Darnold, and he's inconsistent, how are you supposed to get better in practice? Because you're going you're gonna to get a lot of incompletions that you didn't earn. And you're going to be, you're going to get some interceptions that you didn't earn. And if you're going up against Aaron Rodgers every day or Drew Brees or Tom Brady, they can put the ball in places where your defense has to be more than perfect, where sometimes perfect defense isn't even enough. And those are the circumstances where you really understand, oh, I have to, I have to be in this position. I have to be here. I have to be beyond perfect. I have, to, I have to make sure that I am fighting to this level. I need to get to here if I'm going to make plays consistently against these top quarterbacks because they can put the ball in places that I've never seen quarterbacks put the ball. And, and Devontae Adams is going to make plays over and through you just like Julio Jones is going to make, just like Michael Thomas is going to make. And there are guys that, that you have to be ready for. Well, if you're Jair Alexander, you're getting those reps now. You're seeing those offenses. You're seeing those quality players every snap. And that means Tremont Williams, who is now starting opposite in, in two cornerback sets, although Josh Jackson is getting plenty of work as well. I don't think anyone should be freaking out about that. The way that this secondary is going to look opening day, Jair is going to play on the outside one place. Kevin King is going to be on the outside in the other. And Tremont Williams is going to be the slot guy. It's not going to be Jair Alexander. They think Alexander can be a slot corner and and can do that if they need him to be. But they want him to be an outside corner. They want him to take number one receivers when he's asked. So don't expect that that's just what what he's going to do when they go to the three cornerbacks. No, he's going to play outside a bunch. And, you know, against a team like Chicago, you've got Allen Robinson on one side, Anthony Miller or Taylor Gabriel on the other. You need someone like Jair Alexander who can run. 
And and if you're against going up against Minnesota and you've got Adam Thielen on one side and Stephon Diggs on the other, you're going to put Kevin King on one and you're going to want Jair Alexander on the other one. And preferably you want King on Thielen and, and Alexander on Diggs. Josh Jackson is getting is getting more reps with Kevin King out. He needs those reps. Tony Brown is getting more reps. Kadar Holman, the sixth-round pick, he's getting those reps. And and this is another thing that that I wanted to discuss because he's he's getting some reps with the ones, Mike Patton said. And the ones and the twos, but he said the ones. Now, he said the ones and the twos, but part of the ones and the twos is the ones, right? I mean, you, so he's also getting run against Marquez Alice-Gantling and Equinemius St. Brown and Geronimo Allison and, importantly, Aaron Rodgers. And they really like him in press coverage. That was the one thing in college. You know, yes, he runs 4-3-7. Yes, he jumps high. Yes, he's six foot 196. There are some flaws here. And we're going to get to a rookie orientation on him eventually. Uh, not not next week. We have Ty Summers next week, but hopefully the week after that, and then we'll we'll be completing our series. But he has that dog mentality. He can come up and be physical, bring that intensity. Mike Patton talked about the intensity. He practices hard, and they've been really impressed with him. And and that's just another guy. That's just another guy you can put out there. And is he going to go out there and be Patrick Peterson? No. But if you can put him on the field and trust that when he's in press coverage, he's going to win some of his reps, that's valuable. And so, you know, I understand that there is a concern about Kevin King not being out there. Now, by all accounts, according to Matt LaFleur, he's going to be a full go in training camp. He's going to be there. He's going to be ready to go. They're just being cautious with him. This is a guy, remember, who's finished the first two years of his career on the injured list. And the injured list for, for basically the same injury. And they're, they're hoping that, that you know, you get the surgery, you're able to get through all of this, and it's not something that lingers. Well, in order to do that, you want to manage workload. So they're managing his workload. But in training camp, he's going to be the guy. But this, this trickle-down of the the empty snaps. When King's not on the field, someone's got to take those snaps. It's Ben Jair Alexander. But then, you know, maybe Kadar Holman doesn't get that opportunity if Kevin King is getting those snaps. Maybe Josh Jackson doesn't get as many reps with the ones if Kevin King is practicing. So, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, unnecessarily gas up this team and say, oh, he's, you know, let's try and find the silver lining of everything that they're doing. No. It is, it is a concern that Kevin King is not on the field. That they feel the need to have to be so conservative with him. He's been hurt the last two years. But it is also the case that there can be these other benefits to getting other guys reps. And, you know, we see it every year. This is, this is a game about winning the war of attrition. And the team that can manage, because every team faces injuries. And and Mike Patton is going to do his best. But last year, you know, there was a point where his top three corners were all rookies. And one was an undrafted free agent. So there's only so much you can do there. Getting more guys these reps is giving you more depth. 
it's giving you an opportunity to have more guys that you can trust when you need them because the reality is there are going to be injuries. And you hope not serious ones. You hope it's just a game here, a game there, two games here. But you need depth at secondary above all else. I mean, you need you if you don't if you don't have three cornerbacks, you don't have one. And so th- this is these are critical snaps for these guys, and it's going to be critical snaps in training camp for them and in preseason. And I, you know, I, I think there's reason to be really excited about the talent on this team, but I think you also have to be excited about the depth. And that's not something that you know has been able to be said a lot about this team over the last few years. And speaking of depth, let's talk about sex. And not just sex, good sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence you need in bed at BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can use them anytime, day or night. Take them on a full stomach if you need to. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants a little extra function in the bedroom. Blue True is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code Locked On. Just pay for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. So it was interesting the other day I was I was reading some some stuff online about you know the the next frontier and there's this speculation that you know there are going to be more teams who copy the Saints and they're going to look for opportunities to put multiple guys in the backfield who can throw the ball. And you know I, I don't I don't know should I should I do I do I care about that? I, I it's never going to be a whole offense I don't think because if you have Aaron Rodgers, you're just not going to give someone else the opportunity to throw the ball that much. I, this is not the point. I don't. I don't want to get too far down into the the rabbit hole with this. But the the reason I'm I'm bringing it up is I felt like Mike McCarthy didn't take advantage of the fact that Randall Cobb could throw the ball, and then I was like, you know, what else he didn't take advantage of is Ty Montgomery and his ability to dictate formationally personnel groupings because you could line him up in the backfield. He's a running back. You line up and light him up in the slot and you have to make the defense declare, is he a running back? Are you going to put a safety on him? Are you going to put a linebacker on him? Or are you going to cover him with a corner? And if you're going to cover him with a corner and you're going to play nickel when he's on the field, then we're going to run the ball on you. I just, I never felt like he played those matchups properly. And furthermore, I felt like, when he split out his his running backs and fullbacks, which he did, you know, relatively frequently, I suppose, it's harder to do when you're always playing in eleven personnel. The running back was always a decoy. It was never, you know, it was never something that was going to be in heavy use. And I felt like that was a mistake. That he he should have used Ty Montgomery more in the passing game. 
should have used Aaron Jones more in the passing game. And if we want to take this back, I thought he should have used Eddie Lacy more in the passing game. Not as a split him out and run him kind of guy, but I'm talking about designed swings. I'm talking about screens. Eddie Lacy against corners in the open field would kill those dudes. And we just didn't see it. Well, we're seeing it with Matt LaFleur. Aaron Jones is is used all over the field. And they've been they've been really drilling the receiving part of it. And, you know, giving giving the running backs opportunities to catch the ball swing routes. And I think we're going to see more screens in this offense. But there was a play where they split Aaron Jones out. And the safety, they're in man, the defense is in man coverage. Remember, this is the Packers defense. The safety comes over. Well, if the safety comes over, that's one less safety deep. That safety has now vacated an area because he's got to cover Aaron Jones. The Packers get a big play down the field to Devontae Adams in that vacated space. That is a play that Mike McCarthy just didn't want to run. And it's something that a lot of teams do. The Rams' trump card when Todd Gurley was healthy was they would split him out. And running backs were a big part of the passing game in Atlanta when Matt LaFleur was the quarterback's coach and Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. And you look at Matt LaFleur's tenure in Tennessee. One of the reasons Deion Lewis played so much early was because he could catch the ball. You can't split Derrick Henry out, get him on a linebacker, and have a mismatch because he just can't run routes and catch the ball and do the thing. If Aaron Jones can, he's going to play. If Dexter Williams can, he's going to play. But the matchup advantage you create doing that is so critical. If you think that they're going to play you in man, then you can split Aaron Jones out and make them decide. Are you going to put a linebacker on him? Are you going to put a safety on him? Because if you put a safety on him, now you've vacated space and here's, here's the move there. And the receiver's got this and you're going to, it, you can create a big play because Devontae Adams, one-on-one, no safety help. You're just boned as a defense. I mean, you are. And if, if you're going to put a linebacker on him, then you have to want Aaron Jones to cook that dude. And it, it doesn't have to be a complex route because unless it's Luke Keekley or Bobby Wagner, you can't run with Aaron Jones. He's too shifty. He's too explosive. You can't do it. And these are the things, I mean, it's, it's kind of frustrating, actually, because someone like Ty Montgomery in this offense would have been so good because you would use him everywhere. You'd put him in the backfield at times. You'd split him out at times. You'd put him next to Aaron Jones at times. I mean, there's so many different ways to use him. And I expect Matt LaFleur to get creative. I expect there to be plays where Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are both on the field or Aaron Jones and Dexter Williams are both on the field. And you get creative that way. The running back is going to be a part of the passing game, and not just on swings and screens, though that too. They're going to be more designed plays. Get the running back in space. Create space. Vacate space. And then sling the ball to your running back. Make linebackers make the wrong decision and get the ball to your running back in space and let him go make plays. That can be done in this offense. They're going to do it, and they're already doing it. And then what that does is so much more for your offense. You know, we talk about Mike McCarthy unable to scheme guys open. And sometimes it's not about, you know, you look at a play on paper. 
and you say, oh, well, you know, there, we've got the, the, the slot receiver is running an out and the inside receivers, it, it, you know, you don't have to look at it that way and say, oh, well, there's this natural rub action or, you know, he can't carry him across the field this way or this is a zone buster this way. It's, it's not always that, number one, easy. And number two, nuanced. I know that seems self-defeating, but think back to the example with Aaron Jones. If you, by formation, are creating space for Devontae Adams and he's got a cornerback one-on-one, he's going to win that matchup. And not in the way it's Mike McCarthy and they've got two shell and you want him to go win his matchup because what you're really asking him to do is not only does he need to beat the corner, he needs to beat the corner before the safety can come help. And that is an important difference. If all he has to do is beat the corner, that's easier. You're making life easier on the receiver and you're making life easier on the quarterback because the timing doesn't have to be perfect. In Mike McCarthy's offense, the timing, so Devontae Adams has to beat his guy and he has to beat his guy at the perfect time. Aaron Rodgers has to see him at the perfect time, after looking off the safety, to hold the safety, and then make the perfect throw at the perfect time. That seems complicated, right? Let's say that safety's not there. Now, all Devontae Adams has to do is beat his guy. And if once he beats his guy, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to be looking at him to find him. And he doesn't have to beat his guy right away. He can beat his guy on a secondary move, or late on a throw, or as the secondary option. See how much easier that is. And it isn't because the play is complex. The play isn't complex. It, he's just Let's say he's just asking to, being asked to run a post. Well, if he's being asked to run a post and there's not a safety who can help to that side because the safety has to be in the center of the field, then you've created a matchup where you have the advantage. And if you want to take advantage of great deals, you got to be going to Hotels.com. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trips. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. All right, we're going to be back next week. The offseason is, I mean, I guess technically still going on because it's the offseason until training camp starts. We're in that, that lull period, and we're going to start having some fun on the show hopefully not start hopefully you were having fun before but we're gonna have a little bit more fun a little bit of different kind of fun I already have have talked to some people about coming on the show to to talk about some some different kinds of things and we're gonna keep we're gonna keep the football talk as much as we can obviously that's what you're here for that's what I want to bring you that's theoretically what I'm good at god willing but um, we're gonna have some fun too it's the summertime hopefully you're you're outside you're listening to this while you're on a run. You're listening to this on your way to you know, the beach. Maybe you're on the beach. That would be awesome. Maybe you're on the, the driving range, getting some swings in on the golf course. I, I hope you're outside right now, and I hope the weather is beautiful where you are, and I hope you have a case of beer in your fridge when you get home. I, I, I genuinely hope that for all of you that partake. And uh, if you don't, well, God bless you. We're going to be back next week, of course. As I mentioned, the Ty Summers rookie orientation is coming. Some other exciting things to talk about. Interviews coming. I promise you, you're going to like these. 
Um, I can't promise you're going to like all of them, but no, no I will. You're, <laughs> you're going to like it. And uh, if you don't like them, you know, um, you know, I'm sorry. Am I? Well, we'll see. Uh, you, you can subscribe to the show. Don't miss any of these episodes in the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, on Himalaya, Google Play. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook and anytime. We're going to take your questions next week. Anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>